Keith Major Show. All the people know, straight from Hawaii, you're all you need for sure. From news and local events, music and much more. With the Keith Major Show, we give you so much more. Keith Major Show. Yo, yo, this is your boy Keith Major. Welcome to my podcast show. I'm trying something new. Seeing a lot of inspiration. Um, needed to branch out. And so, yes, I started a podcast. This is my first episode. I will try to update these about once a week. So stay tuned. There's more content coming. Um, people ask, why are you starting a podcast? Well, flat out, a brother spends too much time in Facebook jail. I guarantee you, you don't know anybody that's been in Facebook jail more than me. And this is for real. This is for real. I'm not joking. I really, really, really feel like Facebook has been censoring me. Um, You know, brother, I did go to public school, but, you know, I learned a few things. So I look at the content that always causes me to get put in jail. And when I was just posting big jiggly booties and titties, no problems with Facebook. But as soon as I started posting political comment, saying things critical about um, the president and social issues and things that were going on, boom, week after week after week, boom, three days, boom, five days, boom, another day, boom, three more days, literally spending too much time. So I said, you know what? I got to branch out. I've, I've obviously outgrown Facebook. And so it's time for me to do something else. So the Keith Major Show, it's going to be a mixture of music and talk, interviews, um, social issues, politics, a little bit of finance, things that we care about, things that will help us be better and be smarter from one day to the next. Um, Please interact. Please reach out. Send me comments. You can actually go to my Facebook page. I'm just Keith Major. No fancy, like, creative title, nothing. Just type in Keith Major. Look for the picture. That's me. Send me a friend request. You know, let's talk about it. If you're already on my page, you know, you know, there's all types of content on there. But So I, I got to, like, slow down on Facebook. And in order for me to, to kind of grow and evolve, I'm on this podcast. So I just don't get it, man. You know what I mean? Just... It's crazy time right now, so I hope you enjoy the show. You know, it's a work in progress, so please critique it. I don't have thin skin, so tell me what you think. Um, even shoot me topics or people um, you want me to get at, things you need to know, and I will help find those answers, and we'll, we'll talk about them. So welcome to the first Keith Major show. Let's start off with a little music. And then we'll uh, come back with some news. And we got a young lady coming up that's going to talk about mental health in the black community. Um, Camelia Jackson. So look for the interview with her and stay tuned. Here we go. The Keith Major Show coming to you from Hawaii. You know From K-Bay, where the players play, it's DJ Black Digital. 
I personally don't believe that. Listen right here.
up in the head Kiss it, then look in his eyes Then the next day I might leave him on red Ay. Pop it, pop it, huh They dreamin' by high rocket, huh I hit my phone with a horse So I know that me come over and ride it ride, ride, ride. I'm on the way, uh Ride on that thing, I'm like, hey, hey Usually I like to cut But tonight we gon' make look at your face Nobody know, I be with him on the low We never show up together But I text him when I'm ready to go Hey, I had a couple of shots at the bar I'm finna play with that thing in the car I got him swerving and breaking the law Leaves with no tennis so nobody saw Ain't nobody like me, nope Get what you need like me, nope Ain't nobody got a funny tip, tip, toes And roll to the tip like me, hey I got him but dicky, he fiending My body a drug and he need it He, he begging me for the treat, begging me He throw a fit when I leave him He like, baby, let me rub, let me rub on you Like, ooh, 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 from you My body addictive, it's driving him crazy I Ladies and gentlemen, it's the news, national news, local news, finance news, sports, gossip, entertainment, all types of news, news you didn't even want to hear about news. Ladies and gentlemen, Keith Major reads the news. Okay, so let's see what we got here in the national news. You can't talk national news without talking the president, Donald J. Trump. Old Don has done it again. Embroiled in yet one more scandal. Whistleblower with this call to the Ukraines. Whistleblower filed a report. The report made its way to the DNI. DNI wouldn't give up the report. Subpoenas. And so now old Don is on the hot seat. For trying to enlist the help of the Ukrainians to assist him in digging up dirt on Joe Biden to help him with the election in 2020. I think that Donald has really done it this time. If there's anybody that can get out of this and slither their way out of this, it's the Donald. But I don't know 
ladies and gentlemen, I think the Donald has done it. Um, on an additional note, the U.S. Uh, envoy to the Ukraine, Kurt Volker, resigned on Friday. Said he had it in the job. Um, Vocal had served in the position part-time, not getting paid. And, uh, envoy to the Ukraine since 2017, wasn't getting paid. Quit the job. Rats from a sinking ship, I think the kitchen, got a little bit too hot for Mr. Volker. And then who else? Rudy Giuliani. Just can't seem to rid ourselves of that guy. Old Giuliani was supposed to go to the uh, Armenia for a paid appearance at a Kremlin-backed conference. And once this whole whistleblower thing came out, old Giuliani says, you know, I don't think that's that great of an idea. So Rudy Giuliani canceled at the last minute. Uh, won't be making his paired appearance at this conference. Giuliani claims he did not know that Vladimir Putin was going to be there. News to him. Two-day conference sponsored by the Russians. Um, the Russians were trying to do a Eurasian economic union to rival the EU uh, in the UK. Oh, well, Giuliani won't be going. POTUS is in trouble. What else we got? Vaping. Vaping. Two more people have died from vaping-related illnesses in the U.S. That brings the total number of uh, vape deaths to 11. And we're calling that a crisis in a national outbreak. I don't understand it. 11 people, in my opinion, is not a crisis because these 11 people simply could have said no. So how is that the fault of the American taxpayers and the e-cigarette people. I don't understand it. And then from what I read. It's not even the e-cigarette. These people go out and buy some other stuff. To add to the e-cigarette. And that's the stuff that's messing them up. Ladies and gentlemen. Don't see how that's the fault. Of the e-cigarette people. But hey. 11 deaths have caused multiple states. Michigan, New York, Massachusetts. To now ban e-cigarettes. And that's the new hotness. I say, say no to drugs. That's what I got told. That's what you should tell your kids to. Just say no. Financial news. It's not a secret anymore. It's no longer guesswork. It's a reality. The U.S. trade war and the strengthening dollar appear to be inflicting measurable damage on U.S. goods makers that rely on the global markets. You know we got these uh, tariffs. It's the middle of a trade war. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't win a trade war if you don't actually have anything to trade. We don't make anything anymore in the U.S. So how can we compete with China? Well, the Chinese, in a counter move, imposed their own round of tariffs. And oh my God, it's starting to hurt in the U.S. The markets are starting to uh, see some reflections. So... This report that's coming out, right, predicts that there's going to be, uh, it's a predictor of recessions. The August report, we're waiting on September to come out, showed that the manufacturing sector 
which accounts for 12% of the U.S. economy, declined for the first time in three and a half years. And more importantly, the export component of that measure hit a 10-year low. Hadn't been this low since 2008. And guess what happened in 2008? That was the Great Recession. So yet one more indicator of recession. People tell us we're crazy, but uh, I would hold on to my money if I were you. More U.S. news. Former Dallas police officer charged with murdering an unarmed neighbor. We've all seen this one. Amber Geiger, 31 years old, was coming off a 13 and a half hour shift. Claimed she walked into the wrong apartment, thought she was getting robbed, and shot Bontham Jean, her 26-year-old neighbor, two times. Now, we all know cops tend to get off in court cases. But I think Miss Geiger is in a wee bit of trouble on this one. And it's not looking good for her. And I think we might have a conviction this time. So let's continue to keep our eye on this story. Because what the defense is trying to get us to believe is that it's reasonable that a person could walk into the wrong house and not realize it. I don't get it. Local news. Honolulu will happily settle your property fines for 10%. Okay, to all my local folks, you know the city's trying to crack down on illegal vacation rentals. That's people putting their houses on Airbnb and HomeAway and all that. Cutting into the profits for the hotels. Hawaii seems determined to have traveling tourism as the number one industry. So we got to shut down the illegal vacation rentals. Unfortunately... The city's cutting people some pretty sweet deals. One gentleman, Andrew Lippy, I think that's how you say his name, was a retired attorney living in Florida, doesn't even live here, got a vacation rental in Kailua, racked up $513,000 worth of fines, and the city only asked him to pay $50,000. That's less than 10% of the fine. Now, Mr. Lippy is a multi-millionaire. He owns his own island. I'm not making this up. The guy owns a whole island in Key West, and he owns a mansion and owns a resort where MTV fills the real world. I didn't even know real world was still on. He rents that house out for $2,000 a night. The guy's got plenty of money, and they cut this dude a deal. The city says that the intent is not to make money but to, to provide an incentive for people to comply. Well, the fine is compliance. And if you levy a hefty enough fine, people will comply. I don't get it. This is a case of the rich getting rich and the poor staying poor. Because that's $513,000 that could have gone to the schools, could have gone to teacher salaries, could have gone to combating homeless. So this guy, Andrew Lippy, took money out of your school's budget and put it in his pocket. And the city told him that was okay for him to do it. I don't get what the city is doing. Local peeps, we need a new mayor. I've seen enough of the current one we got. We need a new fresh start, fresh ideas. 
I'm tired of recycling the same old politicians. We need somebody that's never held an office before with fresh legs, man. Come on, let's do it in November. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the news.
and I think I'm getting on without you. Somebody passed and asked me about you. Was in the back of a cab. DJ Black Digital. My heart rushed, my face flushed. Tell the driver hit the brakes, slow the pace up. Wait up, wasn't you? Realizing some mirage I was running to. Damn, can the effects of love and time cause the mind to trick the eye? I wonder how you're getting by. And all the stars still in your eyes. Do you still just get the vibe? You break the bank to spend the time. I reminisce and shift the time to when you was mine. Years ago, in the midst. Of hallways and sliding doors, missing links of very, very obscure vision of you. Get 
cause you my special friend, uh. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, I think, you know, Keith and I have known each other for quite some time. We're both veterans. Um, so how did I get started? I, you know, I always tell people that I was a social worker before I got the title. Like, I was one of those people who was always an advocate for the downtrodden or the underdog. Um, it, and I just have an incredible level of empathy, you know, and an ability. I'm a great listener. 
you know, these are all qualities that make a really good social worker. So I was just kind of naturally drawn to the field when I was an undergrad at Prairie View A&M University. Yeah, I heard of it. <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> and so, what is it that you do exactly, and what is the importance of mental health? It seems like mental health has gotten a lot of buzz lately, um, and I've seen it a lot in the media. So, why is that um, so, as a social worker, um, it's a versatile field. I just like to say that right off the bat. I started out working in the hospital um, as a clinical case manager, but um, I've had a variety of positions. I've worked for home health agencies, I've worked on a college campus, uh, I worked in an asthma and lung clinic. Um, but right now, I do mental health private practice and I got a little bit distracted. What was the other question? Why is this so important? Yeah, well, it seems like uh, mental health now has gotten a lot more attention than it did in the past. You know, there's a lot of reasons for that. I think one, because communication is, is so much more prevalent these days. You know, we used to have to wait to watch the news at, at six or whatever time or wait until the newspaper came out the next day. But with, you know, social media and the internet, we can get that stuff instantaneously as it is happening. So, in a way, it's a good and a bad thing. Um, good for information, bad if it's misinformation. But I think with everything that goes on, particularly the bad things, you know, um, crime and uh, things of that nature and war and issues with veterans and you know, suicide, all these things are being brought to the forefront because now there's a venue to be able to share them instantly. Oh, I see. Um, and let me let me ask you this. So if I'm a listener, what would make me go see a licensed clinical social worker or any mental health professional? And I ask because it seems like Especially in the black community, it seems like mental health kind of gets a stigma. Like we're supposed to either, we get told to either go to the church or go talk to your mom. It's like therapy and that kind of mental health stuff. I feel like, I could be wrong, and if I am, please tell me. I feel like that gets frowned upon in our community. It does. Um, it's gotten better. I can say I have seen trends trends start to go in the direction of encouraging more people to seek help. Um, to your first question, what would make you actually go see a therapist? Lots of things. Um, if somebody that you're close to has recommended it, um, you know, if all of a sudden you're experiencing mood changes, um, you know, loss of interest, uh, lots of variables, uh, uncontrollable irritability, anger, sadness, you know, lots of things that would kind of start to affect your daily living. And other people are noticing you don't seem yourself and you just can't shake it. You know, those are always good indicators that maybe it's time to reach out to a professional. And so is there, is there a line? Some people just angry people or some people just emotional uh, so, so how do you figure out, okay, this is normal versus 
just make something a professional need to do? That's a good question. So typically, you know, you have a baseline. So to your point, there are some people who are just grouchy and who are just angry. And you typically know that, you know, if they're always angry, you know, that's just how they are, especially if you've known them for a while, you know, you're kind of used to their personality, how they behave. So it's not a change. Any change in behavior, um, like all of a sudden, you know, now they're extra cheery or they're extra quiet or they're just kind of blasé. Um, those kinds of things. So beyond the baseline is something to kind of keep an eye out for. Okay. And are there any resources that the everyday average person can use or so I can Google mental health or how do I like learn more about helping somebody or helping myself? Oh, that's the beautiful thing. Like I alluded to earlier about information being just everywhere. Google is a wonderful resource. Specifically, you can narrow down like practitioners in your area. Uh, it doesn't have to be a licensed clinical social worker. It could be a licensed professional counselor. It could be a psychiatrist, uh, a psychologist. You know, there are several different practitioners that will be able to help. But I would start by saying, you know, uh, looking, if you have insurance, contacting your insurance company and see who is a provider that's covered and that you can see pretty much in network. Uh, and if not, look for practitioners that uh, offer sliding scale. There are some that are willing to work with you. And the other thing is, and this is kind of major, you don't have to actually go into the office anymore. Some practitioners actually have uh, phone sessions or online sessions. Yeah, yeah, that don't work for me, though. You know, I feel like I got to go in and get my money's worth and sit in the waiting room and read the magazines. And that's me. I mean, I'm, I'm sure other people are different. I'm like, yeah, that whole telebehavioral health thing. Uh, I mean, you know, but, but the beauty of it is, say, like, there's a situation where, you know, you live in a rural area and there's not a practitioner for 50 miles or something. You know, the beauty of doing it online is that you kind of have access to people who may not normally get it. Um, and it's also a thing called meeting the client where they are. Like young people today use a lot of technology. They're, they're on their phones and tablets. And so, you know, this is one way to reach out, pe reach out to people who wouldn't normally, you know, go into an office. Okay, so I, I this is, is usually my issue. So if I go look in the yellow pages and look online, and let's say I decide maybe I need to, to go in and get a, a mental health checkup, um, like what what should I look for in a mental health professional? Like how do I figure out who's better than, than who else or what might work for me? It's just a bunch of names and titles and stuff like that in the yellow page. How do I sort through that? That is an excellent question. So specifically, what I say is you're going to start with what it is that, you know, you're feeling is the issue. Are you having marital problems? Are you having difficulty coping at work? Are you, you know, dealing with grief and sadness or loss? So specifically start with, you know, what it is that you think you're needing or what it is that you're struggling with. From there, that's when you kind of narrow the field 
of um, practitioners who specialize in that particular issue. That would be the first thing I would say. Um, there are lots of sites. Psychology Today is one where practitioners register on there. And you can filter filter through the practitioners based on that criteria I just mentioned. Okay. And then, uh, do you participate in any, um, I'm, I'm saying you, but I just kind of generally mean, Oh, can I say one other thing? You sure can, can I say one other thing about what we just mentioned, too? And, sure. you know, mental health is not a one-size-fits-all. You know, you may go to a practitioner and see somebody, but it's not a guarantee that you'll vibe with that person or that you'll even like them. You know, it's, it's not a guarantee just because you go to one person that that person is the person you need to see or that's the person who can help you. Great point. Because um, I personally have switched medical doctors several times because I, I wasn't happy with that particular. We just didn't, didn't mesh well. Absolutely. And it's the same with a mental health professional. Uh, and a mental health professional should also know and be professional enough to recognize when they can't help you. Not every mental health professional can help everybody. Uh, and then do mental health professionals, like, you know how you go to the mall and they're doing, like, the blood drive, the health screenings, or, like, there's always a little table with things set up? Is there any type of, like, open community outreach that mental health professionals do that would make it easier for people to, to know about the services? Absolutely. So, like, sometimes community fairs, I know hospitals, you know, those types of things. I remember one job I had uh, working on a university campus in an effort to get to encourage the students and also introduce myself. I had a, uh, it was called a free your mind balloon release. And before everybody jumps on you about, you know, balloons being unhealthy for the environment, this is way, way, way back then. Um, but basically I invited them to come out, write their problems on a sticky and put the sticky on the balloon and release it all. They go. Um, but that was, you know, one of the ways I, I took the initiative to try to meet the, the students and the clients that I was serving. Um, but yeah, those types of things happen often. Um, and then, so what, what can we do as just everyday people to promote the mental health? Because I'm, I'm big and I try to tell people that mental health is just as important as physical health. And like you say, we'll go get our annual exam, we'll go get breast exams, and we'll go get the, the, the prostate exam. We'll go get all these things, but when it comes to mental health, it's like we, we don't attack that with the same energy. So what would you like to see everyday people do to promote and improve the awareness of mental health? Take the shame away. You know, just kind of admit it's okay. Uh, those of us who have seen a mental health professional, myself included, um, there's no shame, you know, in being able to talk about how that person helped them and, you know, there's no shame in, in going back if need to, if there's a need to. You know, you had asked me a little bit earlier about the black community and particularly, you're right, we do have a history of not sharing our business outside of the house and you know, take it to Jesus, you know, uh, and I like to tell people who say that, well, you know, Jesus created mental health professionals. 
You know, he did do that, right? And and do, are those people receptive to that message when you say that? And sometimes, sometimes I get a little chuckle and a little, huh, I never thought about it like that, you know. But it, it's kind of all in the approach. Okay. You know, I think people are a little bit afraid of what they don't know. And so to your earlier point, you know, we help them by sharing, by sharing our experiences. Okay. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit because in addition to talking about mental health, I think it's also important that listeners, especially, you know, listeners that are up and coming or listeners that have children um, and they're trying to figure out, you know, teachers for their children, I think it's important, and this doesn't always come out in interviews, is to think about how it is that you got to where you are today so that maybe somebody else will have a, a roadmap on how they can do it. Um, and you mentioned that you went to Prairie and m but what percentage do you think, when you look at all of, of the mental health professionals, what percentage would you guess are minorities? Uh, a very small percentage. Um, I, I I wouldn't even begin to try to assign a number to it. I do know it's a small percentage. Um, my colleagues who are African-American male mental health providers are even in a smaller, smaller percentage. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a small number. I think it's a growing field because people are constantly, I mean, all you got to do is look at the news and recognize, you know, with everything that's going on, uh, people are starting to recognize and appreciate the need for it. So my hope is that it's growing. And what was your undergraduate major at Prairie Yes, I got my undergraduate in social work at Prairie View, and I got my master's from in social work from Florida State. So, do I have to be a social work major, or how is it if I decide I want to do mental health? Like, what are the avenues? If I'm a high school senior, like, how do I get there from here? So you could do social work. Of course, I'm going to always advocate for social work because I love the profession. It is so much more versatile than people think of just, you know, oh, we're the people who come in and take babies away, you know, between adult protective services and child protective services. It's way beyond that. Um, but social work is not the only venue. You know, you could go the route I took, get your undergraduate degree in social work and your master's. Or you could get your undergraduate degree in something else and you could get a master's in counseling. And that will allow you to take the route to become a licensed professional counselor. You know, you'd have to take the uh, clinical, I mean, I'm sorry, the licensing exam in your state once you get your master's. And that's kind of pretty much it. You could also go the psychology route. Uh, you could get your doctorate in psychology. So that's one way. And kind of a differentiator here, a psychologist is a medical doctor. So that's somebody who can prescribe medications. That's an MD. A psychologist has a doctorate in psychology. And, and no so drugs? No, no, they do not um, make prescriptions. Okay. 
Um, what question should I have asked that I didn't know enough about you or mental health to ask? Um, let me think about that one. You covered why people are hesitant to give help. What's it like? You should ask. That would be a good question. Like, what is it like actually going into a therapist's office? Yeah, what is it like going into a therapist's office? I don't know, Keith. You tell me. What was it like for you going into a therapist's office for the first time? I'm supposed to be asking the question here, man. <laughs> but I was. <laughs> I kind of got the. Uh, I personally got strongly advised to go see a counselor, and there was like some handcuffs and police involved and that sort of thing, and some alcohol. So maybe that's not how everybody should approach mental health, but I got strongly, highly encouraged and advised that <laughs> okay. that was something that I might do. So I went dragging my feet because of the circumstances and the situation. Um, and so okay. I was very hesitant and reluctant. And count me, I have my hand raised if you can't see me. So count me is, is one of those people that thought like mental health was like a bunch of hocus pocus, like, you know, stare at the X kind of like the whole Looney Tunes, watch swinging back and forth kind of thing. So right. I to like <laughs> break down all those barriers. So I'm sure you can imagine what I was like as a client. Um... Sounds like maybe just a little resistant at first, maybe. Just a tad, um, <laughs> But then you, you, you get into it, um, and I think, like, there's a standard feel, and then there comes a point where you have to decide, and I think this is something that people don't understand, is a mental health professional can't solve your problem. You as an individual have to have a desire to want your problem to be solved. And then that mental health professional can help you figure out strategies um, and different techniques to try to cope with things and then peel back the layers on other things to help you like dissect and diagnose and figure out a solution. But before you get to that point, you have to no kid wake up one day and look in the mirror and say, I've had enough. Like, I am going to change this. I'm not going to do this anymore. And if you have made that decision and you just don't know how to do it, I would then recommend go see a mental health professional and they can help you, like, figure out certain things. Because sometimes you don't even realize the things that bother you are actually bothering you because you don't realize they're an issue. And then sometimes you think your issue is issue A, but then you're sitting there talking to this person and it's like, no, bro, your issue way over there. It ain't got nothing to do with this right here. And it's like, you think so? Um, I tell you what, my friend, I tell you what, oftentimes, Oftentimes, I won't say all the time, but a lot of times, the presenting issue, quote unquote, is not the issue. Yeah, it's like an iceberg. It's like an iceberg. It's what you know people see above the surface, and then there's a wee, a whole bunch underneath. Um. Yes. 
And so here, the turning point for me was I was starting to see certain things that the counselor was, was telling me about. It's like, no, no, no. This ain't good. No, that there. And then after a while, I was able to, you know, maybe she's right. Um, and then you see more and more things. And it's a process. It's not an overnight thing. And then once you kind of see the iceberg is the iceberg, then you're like, you're like all in. I would agree. I would agree 100% with that assessment, especially the part about you have to be willing um, to at least admit that, you know, hey, something is going on. And a first session, you know, it could go a lot of ways. It could go, like you said, you mentioned initially yours was, you know, with resistance. Or it could go, you know, it's just like popping a pimple, you know, everything comes blurting out or so you think. Um it goes a, a lot of different ways depending on the person and the issue. But, um, yeah, good stuff. Like I said, just keep in mind that, you know, sometimes if you're uncomfortable and you're like, oh, they can't help me. And that, too, could be part of the process. Yeah, and I think the important thing is it's a, it's a process. It's like you don't get physically sick overnight. You don't get mentally sick overnight either. It's like. You know, and then it takes a, a doctor a while to figure out. You got to go back, head and fall. It's the same thing. It's just, you know, the same process in physical health is the same process in mental health. And sometimes people don't get that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's just so many factors. You know, culturally, if I'm not familiar with a culture, something that may be normal for the culture may look like psychosis to me if I'm not familiar with it. So... You know, these are things just to kind of keep in mind if you're looking for a mental health provider. Uh, and go in asking questions. You know, how many people have you treated with my problem? You know, what type of people don't you treat? Um, you know, a person should not be offended by you wanting to get knowledge about their skill set. And you have me answering questions on my own radio show. You see how y'all do? That's why I know y'all. It's witchcraft. It's witchcraft. Yeah, listen, I see what you did. You see what I did there? You see what I did yeah, there? Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm right here with you. Um, <laughs> so as we look to the future, right? If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would you put on that billboard? A billboard with anything on it? Uh, you know, I saw this thing in the movie and I absolutely loved it. And it was... It all works out in the end, and if it hasn't worked out, it's not the end. I have a classmate that says that. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. It's a reminder just kind of to slow down, take a breath, breathe, trust the process, and keep going. So you said you have a bachelor's, and you got your master's in Florida State. Yep. Um, so what, what's next for you? professionally like what's the what's the next career milestone that you're looking at you know i'll be very honest with you i am very very happy and content in my career right now i'm doing what i love the way i want to on my terms and i, I really don't have any complaints right now or or aspirations at this very moment all right um as we finish the interview ma'am Again, I thank you for calling, but I'm going to ask you some random questions that have nothing to do with mental health, only because listeners like to get a feel for 
you know, what, what is a person really about? So if you had a hundred million dollars to spend on anything, what would you spend it? Travel. Travel and more travel. And probably Where? travel and luxury. Where would you go? Everywhere. All over the world. On my private jet. What what uh where would you go first? Probably Japan. I've never been there. Really? Yeah. I've never been. I have a friend that lives there, has lived there pretty much since we graduated high school many, many years ago. Uh, would love to go. Uh, what's your favorite hometown restaurant and what's your go-to order when you go there? Oh, I'm almost embarrassed to say. Almost. It would be crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Is we don't have crystals in Texas, so I can't get it unless I go home. That's it, crystal. That's it. I like wow. crystal. About those little hot burgers right off the grill, little dab of mustard. Mm. Good stuff. But since we're talking about food, did you try the turkey chicken sandwich? I mean the the Popeyes. No sir. No sir. No sir. Uh, so here's a little fun fact. I don't like fried chicken. Wait, I thought you were black, though. <laughs> and it's from the South, from Memphis. Yeah, I don't. That's watermelon. Do we? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> You're from Memphis, and you don't like fried chicken or watermelon. Nope. Wow. I know, an enigma. Wow, you're like a, a special unicorn of sorts. Right, right. So, um, as we, we go forth, where can the listeners reach out to you if they have questions on social media, you got a blog, website, um, if someone hears this and thinks they are in need of, of mental health, how can they reach out to you? They can actually call me. I'm in the process of revamping marketing and the website and everything. But my number is 713-581-0734. And that's in Dallas. That's actually in Houston, but I'm licensed to work with people in the state of Texas. So. Oh, you, you live in Houston? Yep. I thought you lived in Dallas. Okay. No Cowboys fan. I live in Houston. You a Texas fan? No. I'm, <laughs> I'm a Prairie View fan. Oh, you just straight Prairie View. You don't care. You're going to take Prairie View over to Texas and the Cowboys, huh? Everybody. That's my school. Did y'all clean up that dirty pond water on campus that I saw on social media? Excuse me, sir? Sorry, is the interview over? Because I need to talk to you off the air. No, the murky pond water with the little girl that was splashing in the pond. You remember that video? No, I don't, nor do I want to be reminded or told about. Nope, no, no. For those who didn't go to prison, you can take it too. Don't choose to. I what you would I want you to Google about Prairie View is how our engineering and nursing programs are stellar. That's, That's what I'm talking about. 
Pipe your pipe your soul, support HBCUs. There's many to choose from. Frame you is just one of many. But I highly suggest people support HBCUs and then you can become a pro- healthcare professional among many other things, just like Miss Camelia Jackson. That's right. Any parting words, ma'am? Anything that you want to listen to know? I really appreciate what you're doing with your forum. Um, I think it's absolutely spectacular. You do know a lot of interesting people. You know, I do hope this interview reaches somebody and causes somebody to give pause and think, hey, you know, that wasn't so bad or it wasn't so scary, you know, and it encourages them to, to go out and seek help if they need it. Thank you for your time, ma'am. Thank you for calling into the show. Um, and I'll reach out to you after the show is over. And I hope people reach out to you and seek mental health. And please keep doing what you're doing. Um, and go, I don't even know what the TV mascot is. What's our mascot? What? The Panthers. Oh, really? Oh, my God. You know, I thought it was like the purple storm as well. You know what? I need you to schedule a session. We're scheduling you a session right after this interview. It's not. I thought it was a... a, My bad. The Prairie View Panthers. Go Panthers. Go Panthers. My bad. Thank you for calling in, ma'am. And enjoy the rest of your day. This is the Keith Major Show.
listening to the sounds of DJ Black Digital. Make some noise! Black Digital in the mix. 